1-877-8-SILVER is the number. Guildhallwealth.com, the precious metal advisor, the investor kit. Margin accounts using your registered funds, TFSAs, RSPs. There is so much to go over. The e-store in the top right corner. Physical metals is what we talk about on the show. And natural fancy color diamonds uh, eventually as well. Jeremy, update, market news. What's going on, pal? Okay, so there's a lot going on this week in the markets. Um, just to just to reiterate, right now, so far in the last 30 days, gold was trading at 12.20. It's currently trading, give or take, around 12.70 as we tape the show. Silver over the last 30 days traded uh, just over $16 an ounce. We did see the market uh, go as low as about $15.40, and we're currently trading again around $16.70. So uh, gold's up just about $50, silver's up about $0.70. Cents. And there's been a lot happening over the last month as well and over the last little while. One is is that the U.S. dollar index, and that's uh, the U.S. dollar against a basket of currencies, is down about 10%. Gold is up over 10% during that time. So you have U.S. dollar down 10, gold up 10. We see the euro strengthening. Uh, Dow, of course, everyone's talking about the fact that it's trading over 22,000. Oil has been flirting with $50. And then you get into the, the, the real nitty-gritty of things, which is the U.S., it looks like they're about to take some trade action against China, which um, can negatively impact a lot, of the, a lot of the companies that are already in China, American companies right. in China. Um, but uh, they're looking for uh, ways to compete and uh, ways to punish China for certain trade things. Then there was the U.S. placed sanctions on Russia this week. And uh, Medvedev said that the U.S. just declared full-scale trade war on mm -hmm. Russia. Now, this wasn't something necessarily that Trump wanted to do. It was something that Congress forced him to do because um, I think Trump is trying to get relations to be okay with Russia. This right. isn't going to help those relations at all. And ultimately, this is also going to drive Russia and China into the arms of each other. They're they're stockpiling a lot of gold. They're going to come up with ways to trade without the U.S. dollar, and that would certainly include gold in that. So I don't know if this is a good thing for the U.S. to be doing, but that's something that they are doing. Now, what we're watching going forward is you've got the deteriorating situation in North Korea. Remember, in the fall, you've got the debt ceiling coming up. Okay. So that's going to be really interesting to watch how Congress deals with that. Are the Democrats going to go for a government shutdown and blame it on Trump? Who knows? But uh, in the past, the debt ceiling has been a very uh, big indicator for where gold and silver are going or a big um, aspect to, to those moves. Of course, the trade wars, which we just discussed, it looks like we're moving into trade war territory. In the past, we've discussed on the show currency wars. Well, now we're moving into trade wars, and we always have to keep one eye open on the Middle East and uh, the volatility and uh, you know the tentative situation that's there as well. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number to start investing anytime. We'll get to ways uh, you can invest in packages and offers that the firm has going on right now. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. Jeremy, off the top, you uh, did talk about the weakening U.S. dollar. Give me some more details uh, on that. Yeah, so that's information that's all across the web. Everyone's noticing that the U.S. dollar is weakening and that the euro is strengthening. And uh, there was a great article put out by Live Trading News by uh, Paul Abeling. 
um, which was weakening USD as positive for gold and silver. And I just wanted to highlight some of the notes of that article, which was, um, as global investors continue to reprice expectations of structural reforms in the US and Europe, capital will continue to migrate into growth assets and safe haven investments as alternative to markets perceived as riskier. So the idea here is that eventually the stock market has to be looked at on as a risk. The US dollar has to be looked at as a risk and money has to go somewhere. Now, gold, after trading as low as 1050 in December 2015, has rallied to over over $200 to its current mark of Again, just over 1270 at this point. The move higher, and again, this is coming from this article, but it's a good description of what's been going on. The move higher has been filled with some volatility, only to continue making higher highs and lower lows a technically a positive development. Now, this is something that anyone watching the market from peripheral view, they're only seeing the volatility. They're not seeing the larger perspective that the market is moving up over the last couple of years, it has carved out a bottom. We are seeing higher lows, higher highs. Where does where do we go from here? And uh, John Templeton said, quote, bull markets are born on pessimism, grown on skepticism, mature on optimism and mm-hmm. die on euphoria. The time of maximum pessimism pessimism is the best time to buy and the time of maximum optimism is the best time to sell. So where are we in that cycle now? We're not the bottom. I don't think we're maximum pessimism, but we're pretty close to that. I think more so because we're looking at, at maximum euphoria in other markets like real estate and stock market. But you know, speaking of which I was, I was talking to uh, a client the other day and he wasn't quite sure where he wanted to go with his portfolio and he was thinking about real estate, but he hasn't done anything in the last year. And I said, well, what's, what's been holding you back over the last year? You know, are you, is it a greater fool theory? You don't want to be the greater fool. And he was, he said, absolutely. I don't want to be the, the market's gone up for so long. Where does, when does that greater fool theory end? When does that last fool enter the market? They're the first person who's going to get hurt. So, um, Now, there are, again, coming back to this article, there are many potential catalysts to move this rally in precious metals. Again, we've seen the market come off the bottom. We've seen it consolidate. We've seen it start to move up over the last couple of years. What's going to get it to move going forward beyond the skepticism phase? Um, That includes military intervention in North Korea. Some uh, something we want to keep a close eye on. The U.S. government shutdown, as we mentioned at the top of the show, for the debt ceiling, um, and also the reduction of the balance sheet. Now, this gets into a whole other topic about the Fed. Can they lower their balance sheet? They put out a whole bunch of money to buy all these toxic assets from their banking buddy friends, and if they don't get that balance sheet down and they don't get interest rates to normal, they're not in a position to defend the next recession. Uh, and it does seem to be something that everyone is concerned with. Remember last week on the show, we talked about a Routers article saying that in the EU, they want to figure out a way to stop people taking money out of the bank if things get really dramatic and people want to take their money out and there's a bank run, they want to figure out how to avoid that. So it's pretty clear. Everyone knows that it's coming. It's how do you how do you defend against it? So again, finally in this article, uh, 
what they're what they're looking at, and again, uh, this is uh, an article called "Weakening U.S. Dollar and Positive for a Positive for Gold and Silver." It'll be in our newsletter this week. Is that uh, the twenty percent plus uh, gains that we've seen in gold look small? Gold is a safe haven investment, and the experts advise that investor portfolios contain about ten to fifteen percent allocation to gold. The move higher has been filled with some volatility only to continue making higher highs and lower lows technically a positive development and everyone in the industry in as far as the analysts are concerned are saying when this market does take off it's going to be massive and it's going to be something that's very difficult to to catch now i was reading an interesting article it was um an advisor who did a a market, a market group. You know, when they get a whole bunch of people together to kind of discuss the markets yep. for some uh, a company's um, uh, something that a company is looking to to promote. And he was in a room with a bunch of analysts talking about gold. That was the topic. And some of the some of these advisors said they had two percent in their portfolio. Some didn't like gold, and it was very interesting what this advisor was saying. He said people. Advisors only put 2% gold in a portfolio because if the market takes off, they don't look like they missed it. (laughs) It doesn't mean they like it or that they want to have it, but they're just, they're placating their clients because their clients are asking for it and they don't want to look stupid if the market takes off. Take a bit. Yeah, take a bit. But that's not going to help you if the market goes down. That's not really hedging. That's like saying... Well, I'll put a hundred dollars a month towards life insurance. Like it's just not really going to help you. Right. So, it, it's it's pretty interesting in that respect that advisors are really anti gold. And I, I don't want to I don't want to blanket statement all the advisors, but I, I'm not sure why they're why they're not into gold. I mean, gold is up over three hundred percent in fifteen years. It's definitely outperformed inflation. It's it's done its job over the years. But we see clients coming to us all the time who have pension funds, uh, who are in registered accounts, who have had advisors, and they're taking investing into their own hands and buying physical precious metals in their registered accounts and beyond their registered accounts as well. Uh, Because, look, the advisors aren't doing what they want them to do. So how, how easy is that to do? I mean, is that service you guys offer? How does it work? So the way it works is what we do is we're all about transparency at Guildhall. When you're buying gold, it should be your product. And we provide you the inventory reports with your name on it, which is evidence that this product is yours and nobody else's, which means no one else has any claim to it except you. And to prove that, we even allow you to go to the vault to personally audit your holdings to show you, hey, you can hold your product. As we like to say at Guildhall, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. So what we do at Guildhall is we help and assist clients to acquire physical precious metals whether it's in registered accounts, it's stored in in an independent vault in Toronto, they can go and visit their product, they can see where where their accounts are online. We also provide it outside the registered accounts, so clients who want to buy physical precious metals can hold it in their portfolio. Um, It's incredibly liquid investment as well. I had a client this week who needed to sell a few hundred ounces, called me up, uh, came to the office within about an hour and a half. He had a check in his hand. 
that's how liquid this market is. Uh, you know, of course, he had to bring the product back to us. If if the product was at the depository, even better, even better. Yep. You know, um, he wouldn't have to carry anything around. Just come pick up your come pick up your check. So it's an incredibly liquid market. We also have the e store, GuildhallPreciousMetals.com. Very easy. Go online, see the type of products that we have. Now we're not a company that has hundreds of different silver and gold products. We're trying to keep it really easy for everyone. It's a few key products that are the most popular products in the market. We're the most competitive on prices. You're talking 100-ounce bars of silver, 10-ounce bars of silver, kilo bars, which are 32.15. And then you get into you know one-ounce bars and some different types of coins. But not dramatic amount of different products to choose from. We're trying to really keep it simple so that you know these are the most economical products if you're going to buy precious metals and you're going to invest in precious metals and own them these are the simple products to have. So go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. And if you want to learn more information, of course, uh, guildhallwealth.com as well. Lots more coming up. The number to start investing as well, one eight seven seven eight silver As Jeremy mentioned, guildhallwealth.com. Make sure you pick up the Precious Metal Advisor, the Investor Kit, information you should be getting every week. They can get that sent to you. And a reminder as well, if you are investing in one of your registered accounts for every $25,000 U.S. invested in those accounts, five grams of gold will be yours, courtesy of Guildhall. See the website for more conditions and offers. Lots more of The Real Money Show coming right up after a short break. Talk Radio, AM 640. One eight seven seven eight silver the number guildhallwealth.com and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff Jeremy this segment before we get to uh, diamonds in just a little bit let's talk about some of the ways of getting investing in the e-store the margin accounts RSPs there's a ton of different ways to get active yeah sure and if you've never invested in precious metals and never held physical precious metals in your hand the best place to start is to acquire some physical precious metals and again just put it in your hand you can do that through the e-store, you can go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com, select from, as we were talking about in the last segment, a smaller selection of key products that make it very easy to get involved in the market. And you can buy one ounce bars of gold. We even go a little lower than that. You can do 10 grams, five grams, wow. and even single grams. And one of the one of the great products that we have is a 25 gr- single gram sheet from Pamp Swiss. So it's very easy to get involved in the market and uh, to acquire some physical precious metals, whether you go onto the e-store, select your product, and for payment, you can do um, PayPal. We do accept cash up to 10,000 Canadian per client per year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have um, pre-authorized debit for our, our customers, and we do e-transfers as well. So e-transfers is a very popular way to, to send money these days, very fast. Um, clears right away so you yeah. can come and pick up your product. It's always what, what we're what we always stress is that any products that you see are available for immediate delivery. So if you log on and you want to pay by e-transfer, you can come by and pick up your product within 24 hours. Beautiful. Just to make sure that we have the product right on our premises and and uh, and have everything ready for you when you arrive. So that's the first way you can Go to the e-store, pick up your product. You can set up an appointment. Come to come to Guild Hall. We can show you the different types of products that you might be interested in and, and get you involved in that way. And that way you can speak to someone in person. Now, once you get to a certain point where you say, okay, I've gotten some physical product. And by the way, we also have that monthly buyers program. So we have a lot of clients who are buying small amounts of precious metals on a regular basis. It's and it's amazing how much it adds up. Now, why would you do that? Well, because... 
putting your money into a savings account right now, you're getting nothing. You're getting less than 1%. Now, if you're buying 100, 200 ounces of silver, we just talked at the beginning of the show, silver's gone from 16 to 1670 within the last month. Yeah, there's been some ups and downs, mm-hmm. but what we want to look at is point A to point B. So how much does silver have to go to beat your less than 1% that you're getting in your savings account? Not a whole lot. So people are looking towards silver as a method of savings, and that's why we're seeing monthly buyers. So you can call us about that. We're more than happy to discuss that. Of course, we have the depository, which allows clients to physically store their product, not have to worry about the risks involved in storage, not have to worry about the insurance on their product. It's all fully insured. And the best part is it's a it's very, very liquid. It allows clients to buy and sell on a phone call and not have to worry about the logistics of carrying precious metals back and forth. Now, why would that be important? Because we all show up at the party at our on our own timetable. Some like to show up early. Some people like to be fashionably late. But if the fire alarm goes off, we're all running to the exits at the same time. And that's why you want to have product held in storage so you can pick up the phone and sell that product right away. You don't have to leave your kid's softball game to put the silver in the trunk of the car to drive it somewhere to get it sold. You imagine? Exactly. So, And then <clears throat> we take the allocated method one step further and put it into into registered accounts. This is something that Guildhall uh, was a key uh, principle in, in creating. We wanted clients to have their serial numbers. We were sick of seeing pooled accounts. We were sick of, sick of seeing uh, physical backed funds where the clients didn't actually own their product. And if they wanted, uh, you know, obviously in a fund, if you want to take delivery, you need to be taking delivery of a massive amount. Um, in this case, you get physical storage, your own product, and you even receive the serial numbers. Now, to go even one step further, we do offer financing at Guildhall on physically allocated mm-hmm. product. So clients buy, <clears throat> excuse me, they buy their own product, they get the serial numbers for their own product, and then they can finance a portion of that as well. So um, very similar to a mortgage, there's an actual equity and they can take delivery of their product anytime. Uh, They can go and visit their product anytime. It's always available to them because they get that inventory report, which shows that this product is theirs, no one else's. We call that zero counterparty risk. And if you're going to invest in a market to protect against things, you want to make sure that no one else has any fingers in your pot. That's why people buy precious metals. So that's what we have at Guildhall. Very interesting. But that, that was a mouthful, right? Well, right. He, do, he doesn't pass the dice. I've been here for 20 minutes, haven't said a word. Mm. The, the, um, the One of the reasons of the depository and buying physical metal is so successful, um, it's not hypothecated. Uh, it's not leased out a hundred times. It's not rented out. It's your product. It's segregated and it's allocated. And that's what we're doing even with the financing um, it's your product, it's being financed because it's the same as Jeremy said as a mortgage, you're putting up the collateral. You own the house, then you can borrow against it. You know, the banks are using everybody's house or everybody's mm-hmm. using their, their house as an ATM machine right now. And that brings us actually to some real estate. I was just uh, reading some headlines. Toronto home prices suffer the worst monthly decline in 17 years, down 44% sales from July last year. The writing may be on the wall. We've been talking about uh, the price. It's been oversold. It's been a little bit of a bubble. The stock market as well hit this week, 22000 on the Dow. Wow, terrific. What goes up must come down. 
and that's the law of the land, I think, but it's the evolution that whatever goes up comes It's cheap down. money. It's cheap money. Yeah. That's what drives it. It's cheap money. It allows, and, allows uh, corporations to buy back their own stock and drive the stock price higher. It's about, can it get any more simple? But again, what we're looking at is the price of gold and silver for the last five years has been pretty depressed because why would you put your money in gold and silver when you can borrow money at you know virtually zero, put it into the stock market, get a 5% dividend, put it into real estate, and real estate's been you know probably doubled in the last five, six years. But when corrections come, they hurt. And if you've been getting a 4 or 5% dividend on the stock and all of a sudden the stock market drops 30%, all that money that you made and you pay tax on will dissipate. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy. Yeah, and the worst part about that is if you're not even beating inflation, you're also getting taxed on that on that gain. Right? If you have a GIC and you're making three percent three percent is huge. Making, <laughs> which no would be massive. Uh they give you one percent. You're still and gonna ham pay sandwich. you're still huh? gonna pay tax on that. But you know, in the first segment, Paul, we were talking about the fact that the U.S. dollar has dropped, uh, the U.S. index, U.S. dollar index has dropped over 10% over the last few months. In fact, it's reached back to its levels of the 2015 index. And um, according to to Ron Rosen of the Rosen Market Timing Newsletter, um, since the dollar has been falling lately, which is not what uh, people expected with the Fed raising interest rates, higher yield on the dollar balances should attract capital to treasury. So basically what he's talking about is, wait a minute, if the U.S. dollar is falling and the Fed is raising interest rates, which he goes on to talk about, rising interest rates should attract foreign foreign income into treasuries. And it means that if interest rates are rising, then that should mean that people who are invested in the stock market don't have to go chasing dividend yields and risk on stocks when they could go into low risk investments that are getting a higher interest return now. So why is it that the stock market's going up if the dollar's going down should be very bad for the stock market as people stop chasing yield, right? And start to chase low risk investments instead. But we're not seeing that happen at all. So instead, we're seeing uh, the US equities rise to, to unprecedented levels. Yeah, but again, I, I, I believe strongly that there is a correction coming, and, and we follow a lot of people, um, Jim Rogers and people like that, and they, they're saying it's going to come. And when it comes, you know, you get sideswiped. You just, it's like being T-boned in a car accident. You just don't know it's coming. Um, and it's the same thing. Last one in is the first one to get hurt. And gold and silver, you know, as we're recording this show actually on Thursday, Silver's trading around about 16.65. Gold is trading at 12.69. You know, in I was up in the middle of the night. Uh, I'm 70 years old, and you know, I have to go to the washroom in the <laughs> middle of the night. But um, you know, I've always got an iPad at the side of the bed, and you know, an iPad at, in the washroom, and one in my office. Uh, and I'm always looking at the market. And gold took a swipe down this morning from 12.67 down to 12.59 in one for it's one of those crashes down mm. and you start looking at that's paper being traded physical gold and silver doesn't have those type of declines right now 
you know, I'm looking at the price of gold and silver, and it's incredibly undervalued. The price of silver at 1665, it costs that to bring it out of the ground. Um, it's in actual fact, silver is probably rarer than gold. All the gold that's ever ever been mined is still above ground. It's in coins, it's in jewelries, it bars. Um, you know, it's been invaulted. It's above ground. It's not being used up. Whereas silver's being used up at an incredible rate. Just the usages of silver alone. And I also look at the ratio of gold to silver. You know, for 5,000 years, it was always 16 to 1. 16 pieces of silver mm -hmm. for one piece of gold. Uh, in 1971, uh, before Nixon took off uh, the gold standard, um, gold was trading at $35. Silver was $2 and change. Again, 16 to 1 ratio. As we're recording right now, it's 76 to 1 ratio. It's absolutely crazy. The silver, Jeremy, how much silver was above ground five, ten years ago? Five, ten years ago? Over the last several years, five, ten years, it's always been about, um, it's always been about uh, 100 million ounces. We mine, sorry, a billion ounces. We mine half a billion mm -hmm. a year. It all gets used up. So the other half billion keeps getting taken down, taken down. Oh. We've seen on the COMEX, that number keeps going down as well. That coffer's going down. And over the last three, four years, we've seen the JP Morgan coffers actually rise as they've been accumulating that silver, which is uh, very interesting. They're probably the only bank out there positioned should silver start to rise. All of the other banks are just going to completely miss out on that rise. So... In 1980, you had over 4 billion ounces of silver. So uh, over over that 40-year period, you've basically taken 3 billion ounces away. So s silver, in actual fact, is at its lowest inventory point in history with and the largest population in history right. and the largest demand on the product and in again, history. there's silver mines. There's not that many silver mines because silver is a byproduct of gold, copper, and zinc mining. Yeah, I saw an article. So if, zinc, so if copper is depressed, no one's going to mine copper, you know, to get... Well, copper's, to, copper's moved up this year, but... Um, still pretty depressed. But mining mining in Argentina for silver is down 30% this year. So that's that's... A type of number that you're seeing across the board in silver mining. So let's get back to the ratio. Right now we're a ratio of 76 to 1. Now if that ratio was to come down to half, to 39, 39 to 1, um, which is very, very possible because we've seen this happen several times, silver would be trading at $33 just on that fact. If we went back to the 16 to 1 ratio, silver would be $65. That's before gold goes up any further. Uh, and gold would also be and, going through the roof. And ultimately, uh, just coming back to Ron Rosen of the Rosen Market Timing Newsletter, because this all plays into that, that what he's looking at as far as the U.S. dollar gold, because what we've been talking about today is as the U.S. dollar index starts to fall, gold and silver start to rise because they hedge against the declining currency, that we need to keep our eye on the 913 Eight, eight level of the U.S. dollar index because it's his belief, Ron Rosen, that if we break that 91.88 level in the U.S. dollar index, you're going to see fireworks in the precious metal market. What do we got coming up, pals? We're going to a break. 
We've got uh, some really, uh, just to give some updates on what mm-hmm. we've been doing with regard to natural fancy colored diamonds at Guildhall. We've got some new um, diamonds in that are very, very special. And uh, I think some of the most special we've had to date. So we're going to talk about that. And then also, if any, for anyone who's missed some of the, the updates in the market, we're going to get caught up again on that. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com. And a reminder for registered accounts, for every $5,000 invested, you'll get a gram of gold courtesy of Guildhall. Up to 10 grams, the website for more details as we uh, go into short break. Lots more coming up. Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website. Jeremy, I believe you took all the fantastic photography of the natural fancy colored diamonds you can see on the website. Is that correct? Yes. Another skill of yours. Yeah, and we're still working on it. It's right. always a work in progress <laughs> because uh, you just you it's just trying to capture what the yeah. diamonds have in in real life, which is sometimes difficult because when you're looking at the diamonds, but you know what? We are starting to do some videos and when you see the diamonds in videos and you see how much sparkle they have, especially for jewelry, it's it's unbelievable. Cool. Well, let's talk about some jewelry because we've got a a couple of diamonds this week. Um I, I purchased yesterday uh, two incredible diamonds. But before we get there, we also have a 106 fancy oval diamond. Just absolutely gorgeous. It's lemony. The color is just incredible. It's evenly saturated. Um, the the fire that comes off the diamond is just incredible. That's all the different colors that fly off. And it's set in a, in a ring uh, with... Uh, a halo of diamonds around it, mm. which makes it absolutely stunning. Um, we're putting this, it hasn't gone on the website yet, I don't believe, Jeremy, but no. it's going up no. this weekend, next week. maybe next week. But the stone with the setting we've got for 12995 US. Um, so it's about $15,000 Canadian. You know, last year that would have been about $56,000 Canadian, <laughs> but the dollars come down. But that's twelve nine nine five Canadian. Um, it's incredible, incredible, beautiful ring. It will make somebody uh, a wonderful engagement ring. It will make somebody just a wonderful push present, which means somebody has a baby. What a wonderful gift to give to the mother. Or, you know, just a really good gift if you put it away for Valentine's Day or Christmas or one of those things, one of those special occasions, um, it's going to make some lady very, very happy. So it's 12995 incredible. Um, We made it up. And if this works, we may be able to produce a few more like this. You know, this this diamond is such a great diamond that we wanted to put it into a piece to show off, A, what we can do with Wealth to Wear, how great our jeweler is, the quality of the diamonds that he's using. And, you know, I'm just looking at uh, an online uh, retailer of, of white diamonds. And, you know, if you wanted to buy a white one carat D internally flawless, so that's about the best you can get on a, on a white diamond. This is just for the diamond alone. That could be as high as 25,000 Canadian to, you know, anywhere in the range of uh, if you wanted to move down to F, so mm-hmm. D-E-F in terms of color, uh, you can come down to about 13,000, 14,000 Canadian. Wow. And again, that would be without the setting. And we don't know what the quality of the setting would be. So with this diamond, it's internally flawless. It's already in a setting. Uh, so it's interesting that the value in a natural fancy colored diamond is actually stronger than on the white diamonds, even online. 
And that's because the white diamond market has so many different hands involved mm. that the, the price just goes up. Last week, we talked about shrinkflation because all of the producers of goods are squeezed so much, they have to... They have to make the packaging smaller. Well, with diamonds, you can't make it smaller. You can start to go with lower quality and keep the price the same, but people understand that quality. So the only thing you can do is raise prices. So it's very interesting to note. I would love to see someone put this diamond next to a white diamond and tell me which one uh, someone's going to like more. And again, this type of diamond in this setting, if you were to go to one of the big brand names, um, and, you know, whether it's Tiffany's, Cartier, any of those names, um, this stone in, in this setting would probably go for twenty five to $30,000. I mean, they have a lot of expense in retail stores, paying security guards to stand at the door, yeah. beautiful little blue box. Um, that's what it would cost you. And the diamond wouldn't be an internally flawless. They'd probably give you a VS for that type of money for about $25,000, $30,000. So for $12,995 US in a beautiful setting for internally flawless 106 oval, which is one of the most beautiful cuts that there is, this is an incredible deal. But to talk about deals, uh, I picked up two diamonds yesterday, which are both magnificent. And the first diamond I want to talk about um, is a 0.51. I, I, I got oh, it. you got, got it. You snatched it, it right out of my hands. <laughs> 0.51, fancy orangey pink, internally flawless, with excellent polish, very good symmetry, and zero fluorescence. Shape of the diamond in terms of its uh, height and width is about what we look for in a diamond. And, uh, yeah, I've never seen anything quite like that. And the color is very, very pretty. Uh, so it's a 0.51. Um, we have one on the website right now, I think a 0.50 in an orangey pink. Um, but I'm putting this stone on because I did pick up two stones. And this is first come, first served. We're doing this stone for 31995 U.S. tax in. Mm. So... We are paying the HST on this diamond, $31,995, which is about $40,000 Canadian, for an incredible 0.51 fancy orangey pink internally flawless. First of all, we don't see internally flawless in pinks. You know, we do VS quality, which is extremely hard to find. This is one of a kind. We never, ever, ever see internally flawless. And... The reason I got it is because I bought another diamond at the same time, and I did a bit of negotiating, and we're going to talk about the, second, the other diamond in a minute. But this 0.51 at 31995 tax in. Um, in actual fact, you know what I'm going to do, Jeremy, this month for the month of August? Every diamond on Guildhall Wealth, you go to Guildhall Wealth, go to the website on the diamonds. Every diamond, we will do the price tax in. So... You're wow. saving 13% on every single diamond. Now, I'm going to tell you, as of September, I'm changing every price on that diamond because all the pinks have gone up. But August the 31st is my year end, so I'm clearing some inventory. But come September, I'm going to tell you the prices will be up, and especially on the Argyle pinks, we can't even find them. It's hard to locate. So this pink is a 0.51, uh, incredible di dimensions, the quality you know the symmetry the polish just beautiful 31995 
tax in U.S. dollars. And when you think about an orangey pink, you're thinking about coral colors and grapefruit colors, like the one we have on on the website right now. That's a half carat is very much a grapefruit how much, how color. How much is that on the on the website for? Sorry to interrupt, but while he's looking up on the website, I'm going to talk about the other diamond that that we have. The diamond is five point zero carat, over five carats. The beast. It's, yes, it's a mother. 50, 53. It's on for 53 US? No, 53 50, Canadian. Canadian. So, in, yeah, so 40,000 Canadian is a steal, and that's tax in, give or take. So, 31,995 US tax in. But this stone is a 5.0 carat, fancy yellow. Um, now, the big thing about this diamond, and we very rarely see it, once in every 5,000 internally flawless diamonds, this diamond is flawless. Now, what flawless means is not only does it have no inclusions on the inside, on the outside, it means it's perfectly, perfectly polished. It's flawless. So it's a 507 carat. It will make somebody an incredible, incredible gift, uh, you know, a 50th, a 65th uh, wedding anniversary, anything that you have a special lady out there or you're just going to put it away in a safety deposit box and sit on it, I can tell you right now, this is an incredible, incredible stone. And what I'm going to do is do a search as well on the Colored Diamond Re Research Foundation, Jeremy, to find out how many diamonds of this category are actually out there. So a diamond like this, uh, you're going to be looking at well under 100 per year between 5 and 10 carats. So for this diamond, you're looking at, any. it literally says between 68 and 72 per year diamonds wow. of this of this quality. Now, the thing is about, about understanding that uh, 68 to 72, that's between 5 and 10 carats. So let's just call it 70. You've got 70 diamonds that are over half a carat to between 5 and 10. How much is this one going to sell for, Paul? This stone is going to sell. I'm, I'm actually I'm putting it at a special price. It's ninety five thousand dollars US. Okay, so this one's ninety five, but this is a five carat. It's a five what would carat. the ten carat sell for? Uh, just ridiculous. Probably three hundred. Yeah, just give ridiculous. or take. Yeah. So we have to figure out how many we're we're looking at seventy a year and figuring out okay how many are around right. the exact five carat mark and how many have this perfectly square shape to it how many are of a good quality at that level in terms of um the the weight of the not the weight of the diamond but the height to the depth right some of those some of those might be deep some oh, of those yeah. might be shallow yeah, yeah, yeah. some of them might have extra facets so how many of those that are internally flawless are of this an amazing this quality flawless, and this one's flawless so so you know once you break that down you're probably down to below th i would say below 30 a yeah year. so you're looking at when you go into high-end stores and again whether it be a cartier a tiffany's uh, a graph jewelers this they service this type of diamond is serviced to the very very wealthy extremely wealthy and royalty will will buy a diamond of 5, 10, 15 carat. But to find a flawless uh, of these dimensions with this cut, I mean, the cut is perfect. Um, the symmetry of the diamond is, is just incredible. 
Um, it's evenly saturated. When I saw the diamond, it's not, you know, small on the top on the table and deep, so all the carrot weight is at the bottom of the diamond. It's evenly dispersed. I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful diamond. Um, and we negotiated and willed and dealed for, you know, about an hour and a half mm. before I got it. And this diamond is just a piece of art. I mean, it's something that is a one-of-a-kind. When I say one-of-a-kind, Jeremy said, you know, how many come out a year? 30, 40 of this quality, maybe, maybe even less. And if you were to go down to a VVS, you'd be looking at over 500 a year. And I, and I haven't done the, the math on it yet, but if you went to a VS, there'd probably be 1,000 a year. So probably between the VS and VVS, those are clarities. Very high clarities, the type you'd see at the very high-end stores, would probably be about 1,500 a year versus 70 See the collection, go to guildhallwealth.com. Once again, the number one eight seven seven eight silver Lots more of The Real Money Show coming right up. It's Talk Radio, AM 640. The number one eight seven seven eight silver It's guildhallwealth.com to take care of your precious metals needs or your natural fancy color diamonds. Paul wanted to mention those two diamonds that uh, you just talked about in the last segment. First come, first serve. They're not up on the website yet, right? Yeah, and, and I, I expect these diamonds to go very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Because they are extremely rare, they are one of a kind. The 0.51 again, the orangey pink, incredible diamond, internally flawless for 31.995 tax in. The 5.07 carat fancy, flawless, not internally flawless, flawless, which means it's absolutely perfect. Ninety-five thousand dollars US tax in, incredible price again, and we're talking about. The 106 fancy oval in an incredible setting with a uh, surrounded by an oval setting of um, a halo of diamonds. Again, that's on 12995 US, and we're going to do that tax in as well. Brilliant. Again, 18778 silver to make the appointment. Go see these diamonds as well. Jeremy, take it away, pal. Okay, so t- today on the show, we were discussing the fact that the US index is down 10%. Gold is up 10% since the since the U.S. Uh, index started to fall. Um, oil starting to move up a little bit. And then you've got the trade war action. I think this is very significant going forward. Last time we saw the U.S. put sanctions on Iran, they turned around and started trading oil with China for gold. And that gold went through uh, Turkey, actually, which if you start doing your homework, you'll see that Turkey has been buying gold like like the water just got shut off and they're going to the variety store to buy bottled water. They are buying it like crazy right now, their central bank. So maybe they saw this coming. Maybe they knew that uh, with more sanctions in in the works here, that uh, gold is going to become even a stronger part of trade. And uh, this is the problem with the U.S., why they're putting sanctions on. They're forcing these countries to figure out ways to trade without the U.S. dollar. It, they're shooting themselves in the foot, in my opinion, because ultimately you want the U.S. dollar to be the world's reserve currency. You want it to maintain that power. You want people to use it. Well, you know, if you're going to try to take that power away from people, they're going to come up with something else to use. And so that's why you see uh, Russia, China, Turkey, uh, all adding their adding gold to their coffers. Now, John Templeton, as we were talking at the top of the show, was talking about bull markets, and uh, we were discussing that if the U.S. dollar index falls um, to a certain point, and that point that um, 
that we were looking at from Ron Rosen was 91.88 on the index, which we're not far from from reaching, that we could see some fireworks in the gold and silver market. And John Templeton was saying uh, bull markets are born of pessimism, grown on skepticism, mature on optimism, and die on euphoria. The time of maximum pessimism is the best time to buy, and the time of maximum optimism is the best time to sell. So, you know, stock market, 22,000, we're all talking Apple this week. Well, you know, that's very euphoric at this point. Mm. Um, The real estate market in in Toronto, not so euphoric. Uh, Definitely felt that way, let's say, four or five months ago. But uh, I think that the temperament in the real estate market is starting to to wither a little bit there. And again, look, uh, gold has moved up over 20% off its bottoms um, since 2015. It's something that has gone completely unnoticed by the mainstream, and it's still a very great time to be getting involved in the market at these low prices uh, because we're looking for value. And when you see people buying that value, what's ending up happening is they're able to buy more than their fair share. See, if silver was trading at a normal rate of, let's say, even $35 an ounce, you wouldn't be able to buy as much as you can today. You're buying twice as much today as you could if the price was much, much higher. It's the same in the mining stocks. They're so depressed, everyone's buying twice as much if they're willing to take that risk. But unfortunately, in this market, and this is an article we're going to put in our newsletter this week, there is we are living in an age of risk aversion. This is something that... Charles Hughes Smith was discussing about Dr. Uh, an article put out by Dr. Ben Hunt. This and you have to check out Dr. Ben Hunt. This guy's resume is unbelievable. One of the smartest people around, and he's making the point that because of all the free money, we're all risk averse at this point, and it's actually rotting the economy from the inside. Charles Hughes Smith looked at at Hollywood as an example. He said, "Hollywood, look at Hollywood this summer. They're not taking any risks." Every big blockbuster is part of a franchise. Ugh. That is no risk Hollywood yeah. right there. When you look at the stock market, no Yet, one, the theaters, AMC, are losing money. Right. There was an article talking about that that they sold it to China to the Chinese and now it's now it's going down. Like they sold them a bill of goods. But yeah, people aren't necessarily going out to the movies as much. But why is that? Because there's no risk. They're not taking risk on new movies. Who wants to go see see the same thing over and over and over again? Didn't we see Spider-Man last year? 15 and, times. Right. But the point is, is that the easy money policy um, is just putting people into, a, into a, a, a spinning wheel of the same old, same old. But in terms of risk aversion, look at the Fed. They're raising rates. I think the risk aversion is working for Trump. Yeah. But the Fed is raising rates. They're trying to pay down the balance sheet, which isn't working, and they are scared that they don't have what it's going to take to protect against the next recession. They're scared of it. They're risk-averse. Well, if you look at the car industry, um, they're having a real tough time, the car manufacturers. Um, And we were talking about this for a long time, where there was aerial views of the lots of cars, brand-new cars that were sitting on lots, waiting to be shipped to the dealers to load the dealers up. And how it's working is it becomes, you know, zero profit for the car dealership to sell cars. They're making their money on the service. Mm-hmm. I just took my wife's car in this morning. Uh, you know, we used to, we both drive Jags, but it used to be the service, everything was all tech, was all in, no cost to us. This morning, $800 to 
for a year's service, and the car has got no mileage on it, right. but it's still eight hundred. So what this actually, they had the guy who is um, has got the most uh, dealerships in America and franchises and everything else, and he's saying that yeah, the new cars we're just pushing them out for no no money because we're going to the used car business, refurbishing, because we're making so much, we're going to make $100 million next year on the mechanics of fixing, servicing, because they're so filled up with so much electronics Mm -hmm. that you can't do it yourself anymore. You have to take it in, and you're going to get charged. So the used car market is, is pretty depressed. The new car market is pretty depressed. There's a lot of people that buy cars or lease cars, fell behind on the payments, and they're repossessed. So there's a lot of stuff. And yet, the person still, the car gets repossessed and they still got to pay for it. They don't know it, but they're still paying for it and uh, they get caught up in that. So you've got cars, cars are, car sales are down. The the used car market's down, the lease market's down, oil's down because no one's buying cars. Well, no, oil's so, up. The price of oil well, is but $52 not, a barrel. It's not at 80 uh, But it right. was, it's not 40 Did you I see mean, the lineups for employment at Amazon? Well, that's a $13 an hour job. That's terrific. <laughs> but, but, wow, wowee. Yeah, but did you see how many people yeah. were lining up to try well, to get a job there? Yeah, because that tells it looked you. Like a, it looked like a soup line from the from the. <laughs> Dust Bowl days. Yeah, so it really. T- I mean, there's there's such a a drift in the middle from the wealthy, the have and the have-nots. I mean, it's getting wider and wider and wider. And finally, you should see the chart of the week this week on uh, the Precious Metal Advisor because the title of it is "Debt Used to Maintain Standard of Living." It's going to blow you blow you away when you see this chart. So. We want people to protect themselves. We're showing people a potential a way to grow their wealth. We believe it's in hard assets like physical gold, physical silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. Go to guildhallwealth.com. See all the different ways to get involved in the market. One eight seven seven eight silver is that number. Once again, guildhallwealth.com is the one place you need to go, the e-store. Margin accounts, RSPs, and speaking of registered accounts, uh, for every $5,000 uh, invested in an RSP account, you get a gram of uh, gold courtesy of Guildhall up to uh, 10. So there you go. More details on the website again, guildhallwealth.com. Till next time, Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM 640.